0: everybody's going to tell you, learn to throw a buzz bait, skip a jig, blah, blah, blah. But I would say, if you want to truly make it, the only way you're ever going to make a true living at this, you may win a lot of tournaments, but it's through companies and their marketing dollars. Okay. Yeah. Through sponsors, through endorsement deals. And the only way they're really going to pay you is if you can represent yourself and represent their brands in a, in a great fashion.
1: Hey, y'all, you somehow found yourself at the Fishing Business Podcast, where this week our host is Luke Duncan, who has a wildly entertaining podcast called Low Budget Live, which is all about the ins and outs of the sport of bass fishing. His guests on that show are always exactly who you want to hear from if you're a fan of bass fishing. I'll put a link in the show notes to his show so you can easily find him if you haven't already. Now, this is part two of my interview with Luke. I decided last week that everything we talked about was just too good, but it was also too long. You know how that goes when you start talking to someone and you just get so energized by them and they're so interesting and engaging that you talked for way longer than you planned. By the way, it seems like this happens to me a lot. And at least I think the conversation is interesting. My friends may be saying, remind me to never answer her call again. Golly, she talks too much. Well, that's what happened with Luke. He's so good, y'all. He's just a master of communicating and making the person he's talking to feel at ease. So I broke his interview up into two shows, and this is part two. I know you don't want to hear me talk, but this week we get to hear some great stories from Luke that also hold a lot of value for anyone getting started in this industry and sport. Listen to his stories and think about how you can use the smart things he's done in his career in your own life. Luke's a winner. He knows how to be successful. And you are too, or you wouldn't be listening to this. Here we go, y'all.
0: Actually, Brian Stockel from iCloud. He's the producer. Brian the Cart. Love Brian. Brian the
1: Cart. Yep, love him.
0: Brian, Brian reached out to me, and he's like, "Dude, I love what you're doing." But he's like, "You got to record these for iTunes." He's like, "You're just you get you've got great content, but you're wasting your time. Like, yeah. why are you doing this?" And we ended, I bought a MacBook <laughs> and said, Well, I'll start recording them while we're doing them. So that's kind of how I started. But really, the podcast, as it is right now on iTunes, has only been up there for about a year and a half. Wow. A I, I months haven't months. done it that long. And really it didn't take off. I was getting I was getting some streams, but when it took off was when I started doing it on YouTube, yeah. to be honest. So to say it went as expected. No, uh, honestly, it's I say this every week, but it's therapeutic for me. I mm-hmm. like to talk. I'm like you. I'm a huge podcast fan. When I'm dry- on a long road trip, mm-hmm. that's really what gets me through. Um, yeah. I don't listen to a ton of fishing podcasts. To be honest, I, I've got, uh, you know, friends with the stray Cast guys, friends with the High Clive guys, Matt Aery and Brian Thrift, those guys. But I don't listen to a ton of fishing podcasts. I listen to other things, stand-up comedians that yeah. have their own. There's so many out there. That interest me, but I didn't, it's therapeutic for me. And it started. I truly, I, I would I, when I started doing the not so lives, um, I just set up a microphone at my desk, hooked it to my MacBook, and there I went and just yeah. started rambling. And then I start getting comments from people. You know, they they're enjoying that, and I'm seeing. You know, okay, we're starting to you know catch some people's attention here. Um, and YouTube, really, the last fall it was last September I put the first one on YouTube. I believe it's when it was, and that's kind of when it started uh, taking off. And, and and you know, for me, I learned to just like I would say to a guest, I learned to be more honest. And I'm not saying I was being dishonest; I was saying that I was I was holding back, yeah. And and for good reason on a lot of things. But I had an incident that happened last fall, and I realized that people will get behind you. If you just tell the truth, tell it as you see it. Now, there may be just as many that are going, this guy's crazy. We don't care what he's got to say. But it gained me a lot of listeners that are like, hey, man, this guy's going to tell us what he thinks and some behind-the-scenes stuff that maybe you're not seeing. And so, for me, the ride has been anything but what I figured it would be. I didn't even know when we started where it was headed. And and as a matter of fact, my my main sponsor on the podcast, a company called StarTron, love those guys. But I started saying sponsored by StarTron as a joke (laughs) on Instagram. Like we put a bottle of it on the table as a prop. Like we were just being funny. After we did that, they reached out to me that fall and said, hey, man, we want to be the sponsor of your podcast. Oh my God, I love
1: that story.
0: But but they sponsored my fishing a little bit, but they're like, hey, we like that. We like we that like better that, than yeah. the fit. So now they're the official sponsor of everything I've got going. But it was just a it was a joke. And so none of it has gone. And that's why I end every episode by thanking people, even the people that don't like me that listen, you know, yeah. just to kind of hear what I get a sound bite or whatever. It it is so amazing to me that people's comment every Monday, man. I'm right here every Monday. Like I, I'm just a redneck from Tennessee, right? And the fact that people enjoy something you've got to say, find you funny, find you endearing, like I don't do it for that. I don't do it because I think I sound smart. I don't do it because I think I sound, it's really, it is, it's ther—it's therapeutic to me to just kind of go, like when I lost my mother last fall, I talked about that on air right, I mean, and I truly, really, I just hit record and started talking and it and it's not anything I really meant to do, to be honest. Yeah. Like it just, came out in the outpouring, the people that send you messages, I lost my father to cancer, I lost my mother, I lost my brother, that really, it helped me get through that time in my life. Mm -hmm. It it did. Like, I I say that with the utmost sincerity. It got me through some of my darkest days. Right. You know, it's funny.
1: I, um, I've recently experienced a big loss also, and I have written a lot about it on social media and, and it's, it is amazing how if you're really vulnerable and you let your vulnerable side be seen by people, you're, you know, you're not always, you know, a bed of roses. Um, Uh, absolutely. I I think people see themselves in you and, and they, and they, and they're attracted to that. You know, they want to, they want to reach out to you because that makes them say, th- feel like you're mo- you really are more like me than I, of than I realized. Of
0: know? course. And I think so much, and you, you talk, we talked this in professional fishing, um, you've got to be on. You're on your game. You're selling for sponsors, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's the same in sales, right? right. Like it It's sales. In my sales job, I have to be on. I have to be on call, so to speak, for customers. But mm-hmm. with, with the podcast, when I kind of strip it back and I can tell people, hey, that's what I got going on. I lost my mother. A month later I lost my grandfather. When I can talk about that, yeah. and just my wife, I talk to my wife and friends about it, but to just turn on a microphone, strip it all back and just go is so therapeutic for me. And if I see something in bass fishing that I want that I don't agree with or I do agree with, I think that's what pushes some some folks their, their buttons a little bit is that I just don't, I just say it, you know. Yeah. And that's all. That's how I
1: am in real life. You're like you the know? Donald Trump of uh, bad oh, wow. fishing.
0: I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, just, just by the way, know, just by, and I mean get, by the way, you, you I don't say know what you get that carried away. No, stuff, but you say but, what a lot of people are thinking. Yeah, I, and that's I think I did one last October about some goings on in the industry, and I'll never forget the next day after that thing went live, my text messages of industry friends. That would never publicly, I will say it, that would never public because yeah. they can't, because right. of their positions. Right. That were just like, man, thank you. <laughs> you know, thank you. Thank you for saying what we're all thinking. Thank right. you for airing this out. And, 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 and look, um, sometimes being that person can get a little carried away as well. And, and yeah. I think you would agree with that. You got pe I, I don't want to be everybody's martyr all the time either, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but no. for me, I just want to I want to if it's if it's my viewpoint, I'm gonna share it with you. Yep. Um right, wrong, or indifferent and, and let the cards fall where they may.
1: Well, you know, that I, honestly, that was part of my role that people that worked with me at Bass would probably tell you, and they told me, they were always like when we would be in the conference room with these big meetings and the stuff would be talked about and everybody'd be looking at Angie. Cause you knew she was going to say it. You know, <laughs> I was like,
0: the rest That's of it, the rest
1: of us might just be thinking it, but she's going to say it, you know, <laughs> thousand
0: percent me my entire yeah. life, you know, and I think, and I have found that through TH ring calling on customers. Listen, if I've got a widget, this pin and the Marine says, Hey, we make this. And I go to a guy and he's like, well, should I buy it? And I'm like, eh, it doesn't really fit what you do. I mean, I'm not going to sell it to you if I don't think it's, you know what I mean? Just to get no. a commission. Today. That's just no. always been because I know he's going to call me two weeks later and go, Hey man, this thing. That was always a hard
1: thing for me in sales too, because I would go back to, you know, the, the, the people I reported to and say, you know low budget live is not going to spend any money with us this year because they've had some cuts and they lost some money and they're not going to spend anything they just don't have it or whatever and then, and then a couple of weeks later I might get the message back to go back to Luke and see Absolutely. if he'll do such and such and I was always like i got I feel re, i feel I feel retarded going back. To yeah. it. he's already told
0: me no. And, <laughs> you know? You know, and you know, you've got your relationship with your customer, so to speak. And, right. and As people, you know, you're not going to get yeah. that. You're not, yeah. not going and, and that's where I, I've always felt like I, I try to play those cards. Like, look, man, you got to know your, you got to know your people and where you stand. Like, I, I'm yeah. never gonna, I'm, I'm never gonna ask a company. That's, that's something going back to what we talked about with sponsorship. You also got to know what you're going for. I'd like to add that now. I know I'm jumping <laughs> around, but know who you're talking to. You're not going to walk into a bait store in your hometown and then write you a ten thousand dollar check. You yeah, got to know. That. You got to know that going in. You got to know your your customer, so to speak. Yes. You know, okay, um, I'll tell you a quick sure. story.
1: I I coached a an angler last fall that was. Trying to, uh, he needed some help. He was trying to pitch himself to some major brands. And he said, I've got this one guy. I said, okay, well, tell me who you're talking to. I was just trying to get a sense. I, he said, I've got this one guy that um, a, a, a local business, as part of a chain, told me to call this guy and gave me a referral, basically. He didn't call it that, but that's what it was. I gave him a referral. Right. And he said, but I've been trying to call this guy and I, it's his cell phone. I've called him and I've left messages and I've texted him. And I've called him and he won't call me back. And I said, well, what does he do for the company? And he said, I don't know. And I said, "Don't." So I said, "Okay." Well, after we hung up, I went and googled who it was, and it was the global CMO for a major, major brand. And the guy was in really good position because he had a personal referral from a franchisee, which is they want to make sure you know. Absolutely. That's a you know they're gonna listen to you, but I so uh, next time I talked to him, I said, "Listen, you cannot." Ever call somebody you don't know because that guy's not going to do a twenty thousand dollar deal, you know.
0: No, and,
1: and you have you're blowing up his phone. He blocked you a long time ago.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> you know? he he swiped
1: left. He swiped left right. a long time
0: ago.
1: I was like, that you know, no, don't ever call somebody if you don't know what they do, what their position is, and what they're responsible for.
0: Yeah, or capable of even, like have a general idea. And I mean, sometimes you get surprised. I mean, we've all been there in sales. You're like, whoa, didn't see that coming. But for the most part, you can kind of get a read on the situation.
1: Yeah agree. I agree. God, you are so good, Luke. I, I I feel so lucky to get you on here today because, you know, like I said, I've, I've talked to a lot of people in the marketing world and the business world and fishing, but you uh, not only understand all of it, but you're really good at communicating it, which is why you do what you do. And, well, I really um,
0: appreciate that. And it's, it's really good. So.
1: Uh, but we're almost out of time, so I'm going to take one more short break and then we'll come back and, but don't, y'all don't go away because I, I think, I think you're going to enjoy these last couple of questions with Luke. We'll be right back. Do you know what your personal brand is? Because everyone has a personal brand. You may not be intentional about it yet, but all that you say or do or write or post contributes to how others perceive you. And that my friends is your personal brand. If you want to develop your brand and mean the things you want it to mean, I have a workbook that will help you get started and it's free. You can download my developing your personal brand workbook at www.fishingbusinessschool.com brandworkbook brand workbook. Okay, we're back on the Fishing Business Podcast with Luke Duncan from Low Budget Live, the podcast Low Budget Live. Luke, okay, this is my favorite segment of the show because I kind of get to get all over the place here. But so rapid like fire that. kind of questions off the top of your head. And this one, I, know, I can't wait to hear what you say. Which words or phrases are most overused in fishing?
0: Swinging for the fences.
1: Oh, that's a good one. That drives one. me nuts.
0: Yeah. and, and yeah. Swim, It's always one of Swindles things. You're, you're not swinging for the fences, you're lost. You're riding around in the circle. You didn't <laughs> catch them. I'm going to go out and swing for the field. I oh, we swung for the fences all day today. No, you just didn't catch them. Because oh, I'm trying right. to catch the biggest ones I catch every time I go. And a lot of times I just don't buy it. <laughs> who doesn't?
1: Really? Who doesn't? Right. That's
0: my thing. <laughs> yeah, we're really fishing for a big bag tomorrow. What? Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you just
1: lost. Okay. If you didn't live in Tennessee, which I'm sure you love and adore, where would you most like to live?
0: I would like to live in Montana. Me I know too. that. What part yeah, of Montana? I, I'm a, I'm a Western, probably around. So I, I have a deep love for, um, I'm not good at it, but I love fly fishing. I love Me trout too. fishing and I love the Missouri river. So North <sighs> of Helena, like I really, I love, I love, uh, Bozeman and all that. I'm a I Bozeman. Really, uh, Craig, Montana. Oh, I know right, exactly where that yeah, is. Yeah, Missouri river. I love, that part of the world—it's a it special, is, special place. Uh,
1: I swear. I sometimes when I go out there, and I haven't been a lot lately, but when I go, I'm just like—I I get there, and I just feel like—I feel like I'm home for some reason. You
0: can—you well, can breathe there. Yeah. It's a very, um, and other than that, I mean, I would say I, my my mother instilled a deep love of the beach for me too. Mm-hmm. So if I could split my time between uh, you, you be. know the the Panhandle and then in, uh, in Montana, Montana which right. two different, totally different worlds, but but that's uh, definitely. If yep. i if I'm allowed two answers, it would be to split my time because I'm. Listen, I don't like snow, so yeah. I'm gonna get out. I'm gonna get out of Montana about October. Right, right, home.
1: that's right, that's right. I love that. Um, okay, what's your most treasured possession?
0: A Gibson J forty five acoustic guitar.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. We're now, that I common. don't know a lot about guitar. So, is that an old guitar? Or?
0: No. Well, so, so there are, that, that's just a specific model. The J45 is, is, it's one of Gibson's most popular models, but, um, they're not that expensive really. But for me at the time, well, I'd saved up, uh, it was about $1,200, which, which, I mean, guitars cost, you know, just depends, but I mean, you can spend yeah. about as much money as you want. To oh, yeah. And, for me, all my favorite songwriters always played J-45s. And growing up, uh, there was a guy by the name of John Hyatt, a really famous songwriter. But my dad listened to John. Yeah. And, and actually listening to John Singer songwriter albums, I started writing poetry after wow. listening to him talk about songs as a kid. So a J-45 was always like my my thing that I wanted. And, and really, when I first started at TH Marine, I was able to buy one for the first time. And I still got it. And I hope my kids have it one day. Uh, it's seen a million miles playing bars That's and crazy. writing songs and everything else. And it always, it's it's never far from me. That's is is sure. it like
1: your, um, what is Willie Nelson's guitar name? Trigger. Is, Trigger. Oh, is it Trigger. is that your version of? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: It's one, it's always, and I've got six or eight guitars, but it's, uh, and I've had more than that at times and less than that at times, but it's always the one. That's great. It's, it's like an old pair of socks, you know.
1: <laughs> favorite old pair. So what is your, pair. lastly, and to wrap things up here, what is your best advice? If you had only one piece of advice to, to give to somebody that's trying to get started in this sport.
0: And professional fishing. I would say the biggest thing is, is make sure um, you're well-spoken everybody's going to tell you, learn to throw a buzz bait, skip a jig, blah, blah, blah. But I would say, if you want to truly make it, the only way you're ever going to make a true living at this, you may win a lot of tournaments, but it's through companies and their marketing dollars. Okay. Yeah. Through sponsors, through endorsement deals. And the only way they're really going to pay you is if you can represent yourself and represent their brands in a, in a great fashion. And I think speaking clearly, I, I had Roland Martin on one of those low budgets. I'll throw this out there real quick. He said that he told his son, Scott, to go to drama class.
1: I've heard that before. Yes. One of the great, because somebody
0: asked in the live chat, hey, uh-huh. Roland, what advice do you have for young air? It was one of the most amazing answers I've ever heard. But it got me. And Scott's mother, or actually Roland's mother, was an English teacher. Mm-hmm. Learned how to speak. Learn yeah. how to use proper tense. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. I, I mean, that, that's a really big thing. And and I, I know it jumps out to me, grammar and Instagram posts and things. And I'm a grammar Nazi, even though I'm not because I'm a writer. But I'm not great. I'm still, my wife calls me out on things all the time. But yeah. just just represent yourself to the fullest for sure. Right.
1: I love that. That's great. Well, like I said, I, I, I appreciate you so much. I, I know that it's very little benefit to you to be on a podcast. And, podcasting oh, I, I, and listen, so I really appreciate you spending the time because it's, well, uh,
0: it's I I appreciate all the things you've done for the industry and your hard work and uh and this is awesome. Uh thank, thank and, you. and you come from a family that I really really respect and uh that's for sure. Thank you that's so much. Thank you so much. And well,
1: maybe one day I can convince you to to come on again. Hey,
0: we'll do it again. Okay.
1: All right. Okay. See you later,
0: Luke. Thank you.
1: Okay. See what a great guy he is. Just like he comes across on his podcast and on his YouTube channel. There's not a fake or pretentious bone in his body. And when he gives you advice, it's solid because he's been there. Okay. Here's my three key takeaways from the conversation. Number one, have fun. Luke reminded us that fishing is fun. We got into it because it's fun. So have fun with it as you grow your brand and your audience. Use your social media and time on the way in stage to tell people about the fun parts, not just the challenging parts. Number two, be resourceful. You heard Luke talk about how he started his podcast by figuring out how to use a $50 adapter to a sound mixer and do live video on Instagram. Then he parlayed that into a successful podcast and YouTube channel with a great big following and an audience who loves him. You can take what you've got around you within reach, even if it's just your cell phone, and turn it into something creative and successful. All you got to do is try. Number three, tell a good story. When you get invited to be on a podcast, or even if the writer for the local newspaper interviews you, be prepared to deliver a good story. All this really requires is a little thought. Think about a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. If it includes something funny, that's a bonus. And P.S., learn to be comfortable speaking, speaking in front of an audience, speaking on the phone, speaking on video or in person. It's really important because like Luke said, it's an old cliche, but you never get a second chance to make a first impression. Wow, I tell you, I love this week's show. I'm inspired and I'm fired up now. Hey, I've got a good resource that goes along with today's episode that you can download for free. It's the Fishing Business School Guide to Working with the Media, and you can find it at fishingbusinessschool.com slash media. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's got good tips that, that you'll want to keep on how to work with content creators, whether they're newspaper writers, television producers, bloggers, or podcast hosts fishingbusinessschool.com slash media. Okay, I've got to run, y'all. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast on YouTube or your podcast platform, and I'll dance at your wedding if you leave a nice comment. I want to know what you think about this podcast. All right, guys, I got to get out of here. I'm going to close out the show just like my favorite fishing show host always closed out his show, The Fishing Hole, by saying this is dedicated to dad because he always had time to take me fishing. See you next time, (laughs) y'all.